0: Hi, friends. Thanks for being here with me at the local table. I'm Carrie Dirksen, the boss behind Feathered Arrow, a wedding planning and design company based in sunny Los Angeles, California. But don't be fooled because I'm also a lifestyle photographer and now your podcast host. I've been building a business for over five years and two things that I've learned more than anything is that community is powerful and that stories truly matter. We all have a story to tell, wisdom to share, and advice to give, and what better way to learn than by sitting around a table with a drink in one hand and community right next to you. So join me on this adventure as I share about life, business insights, advice, and share people's stories of triumphs and failures. So pull up a chair, friend, and grab a drink as we dive into this week's episode of The Local Table. Hey friends, welcome back to the Local Table Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us. Crystal is a brand photographer and consultant with a unique mix of strategic, creative, and process-driven experience across multiple industries. She's a self-described corporate-trained creative hippie who helps entrepreneurs strengthen their brands. In less than three years, Crystal has built a brand working with clients in locations across the country, including Los Angeles, New York, and Miami. Crystal puts a strong focus on core values to create impactful photography, mentoring, and consulting experiences for her clients. When she's not working, Crystal enjoys spending time in nature, connecting with friends, and trying to stay away from Oreos. Dive into today's episode and enjoy. Hi everybody welcome to the local table podcast um today i have with me crystal who is a photographer and also an educator now you've probably been educating for years but i um have learned some stuff from you recently and i'm just so excited to have you here and to connect and also that the audience can learn from you as well so crystal introduce yourself and tell us about you and who you are and what you do
1: Thank you, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to do these, so I appreciate it. yeah it's funny i I never know where to start when people ask me to talk about about <laughs> myself.
0: <laughs> but I feel like I could talk about my business all day long. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a broad question. I mean, you know, you can kind of start from whatever point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um well, let's see. so I mean, I obviously I've not always been a photographer i I moved to l a in two thousand and twelve as like this doe eyed young twenty-something with yes. stars in her eyes. <laughs> um, I I had about five thousand dollars in my bank account, no job prospects, didn't know where I was going to live, and I ended up getting a really cool job within a week of being in LA. Which everybody still tells me how bananas that is because that just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, what was the job? And I was working at a music. I was oh, working as a coordinator for a music school in Hollywood. Okay. Okay, and it was really fun. I got to coordinate all of the campus events, work with a lot of different industry musicians, people in you know the behind the scenes part of the music industry. So it was definitely a unique education yeah. in like the music part of Hollywood. That's so fun. Um, and I, it was fun, and it was fun for it being like my first taste of LA. Yeah. Um, would I do it now? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. <laughs> That lasted for about a year and a half, and then you know they had to do layoffs, and I got swept up in it. And I ended up moving into the uh, I got recruited by an executive recruiting firm. I was honestly probably underqualified for the job, but I convinced them that I could do it. Yeah, and it wasn't nearly as fun as working for the music school, but it was definitely a step up in terms of valuable education. It was almost like being an MBA in with my paycheck. And I did that for a while, but it started to become really soul sucking, you know, Uh, corporate America, working with executives, 12 hour days, the pressure, I just couldn't, I, I got to a point where I couldn't handle it anymore. So I left. And I had been toying with this idea of photography and I was always like that friend, you know, with taking yeah. <laughs> pictures of everybody at all the things. I feel like a lot of photographers start that way.
0: For sure. It's like the hobby. You're like the friend that takes everyone's photos for free because you're like, yeah, it's just a side thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it kind of it snowballed. I would have uh, friends and friends of friends who had been married. I'd have them put their wedding clothes back on for me and model for me. <laughs> and that's how I built my portfolio. <laughs> that's so genius. Oh, my gosh. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Fun fact. You don't have to hire models to build your portfolio. You yeah. can use real people <laughs> and they will appreciate it. <laughs> real people in
0: love. It totally works. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so that's how I built my portfolio. My primary focus was couples until the end of 2019. I started feeling like I wanted to do more with my business and I didn't feel like just making a donation to nonprofits at the end of every year was enough. So I started looking at working with other brands and brand photography had kind of been peaking its head throughout 2019. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. And then I started getting a couple... I started getting opportunities and people asking me to do things and I was like, why not? So... I started doing more brand shoots and then people were asking me other photographers and creatives were asking me about my business and like my structure and how I grew. And I realized, (laughs) Oh, I have, I have this valuable knowledge that people want. So I started doing mentoring and consulting at the beginning of 2020. And yeah, it's been fun.
0: I love that. I mean, I feel like that's how it always happens, right? Where people are like asking us questions and you're like, yeah, I guess I, I am knowledgeable, knowledgeable in that. Like I know the answers to those things, you know? And then you're kind of like crap. Like I need to like put this in a, like a, a document and like write it on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Renee Dallow from Moxie bright events. Uh I I love what she says. She's like, you only have to be 20% better at what you do than somebody else in order to be an educator. And I'm like, wow, only 20%? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's so smart. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love what you said when you went into your corporate job, how you were like, I... I think what did you say? Like I wasn't qualified, but I like made myself seem more qualified than when I was. But I feel like for the women listening, like apply for the jobs that you don't think you're qualified for because all of the men do it. Yes. (laughs) And it's like you got the job. Like you were definitely qualified. There's always a learning curve, right? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and especially, I mean, I feel like women—we are naturally fast learners because we have to adapt in so many ways.
0: Anyway, yeah, um,
1: yeah. Uh, apply for the job, do the thing, start the project. It, it's fine. You're going to be fine.
0: Yeah, twenty percent is all you need. Twenty percent more. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you started consulting in the beginning of this year, so it's relatively new. So, tell us a little bit more about that and like what you do with clients for consulting.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's so funny. I feel like the universe heard me when I had this realization of how much I enjoyed working with other business owners. And they were like, Mm -hmm. all right, cool. That's all you're going to do this year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were like pre COVID you were ahead. You like knew what was coming. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Something, I guess I had some weird intuition. Um, so I, uh, I have two different consulting offers that I, that I work with. The first one I, I have brand therapy consulting And with that one, I work with business owners, primarily creatives right now, and I help them figure out how to clearly define their brands and their brand foundation, their messaging, so they have more clarity, confidence and direction in their business. And I help them pull all of their brand elements together so that they can not only talk about their brand and be confident and believe what they say, but also make sure other people believe what they say and teach Mm. other people how to talk about their brand. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, branding is everything that people say about your business. So why don't you drive that narrative and make sure that it's done in a cohesive way?
0: Yeah, for sure. So for, for that, how do you... like? What are a few tips that you could give listeners on like, how to talk about their business um, so that people talk about their business in the way that we want them to?
1: The fr- I always go to core values. Yeah. I'm really big on that. Uh, okay. So the, the, first, the first thing that I say is define what your values are. I usually tell people, pick three to five, even if, they're, even if you have 10 you can usually tuck some of those words underneath (laughs) other ones. You know, it's like if family and friends are really important to you, then relationships are really important to you Mm, as an example. mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, definitely defining your core values is number one, because once you have your values fleshed out, you can build your messaging around them by telling people why they're important to you and explaining how they benefit them when they work with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so great. So this past June, actually, I feel like a lot's happened this year. And Bye. you graciously led a free workshop on like inclusion and branding. And that was kind of the first time that um I mean I, I like knew what my business was about, but it was sort of the first time that I really sat down to think about like, what is my mission? What are my core values? How do I want to talk about my brand? And that was so helpful. But um, I'd love for you to maybe share a little bit more about like that workshop. I don't know if there's still a link maybe online that people, is there like a link that people can watch any videos or?
1: Yeah, so with that particular workshop there, it is actually available for sale on my website. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, it's it's just an intro. It's $22 on my website. Perfect you can watch it and there's also a freebie download for the core values worksheet on my website as well. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no that's perfect. I would definitely say invest in it because it was really great and helpful, but I'd love for you to kind of like dive into like how can people figure out like what their mission is for their business if they kind of feel like they have a du- you know a bunch of different like services or offerings and like how do they hone in on like what is really driving their main business? That's a good question.
1: (laughs) Don't think about just what you're doing right now. You know, so for example, like wedding photographers, weddings aren't really happening right now, but think about what you're passionate about. Think about the stuff that kind of makes you want to get on a soapbox. Mm. Even if it's not what you're currently doing, um, I, I would say ask yourself what you can do to drive your brand in the direction that aligns with what you're passionate about. What skills do you need to get there? Who can you reach out to that share similar values for guidance? And don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that one of the number one things that has served me well is that I have no fear about reaching out to people (laughs) and asking questions because I know that the worst thing they can tell me is like, no, take a hike. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, then I just move on. But you have to know what really gets you going. I've talked to photographers who... They're like, oh, you know, you take pretty photos and you book, you've booked weddings and like, how did you do it? I want to do it because, you know, you can make more money because, you know, weddings are high ticket offers or because I want to mm-hmm. take pretty pictures. And that's just not enough. Like, yeah. you, you really got to get to the heart of why you're doing what you think you want to do. And if you yeah. don't feel a fire around it, then you don't really want to do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's like figuring out your why of the business of like, why are you really here? Why are you showing up day in and day out and like working with these clients? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And like, even when I started as a wedding photographer, I knew that I wanted to use my business to help make a difference. And I had a feeling that I would eventually work with brands. I just didn't know how. And... The one thing that has remained true is the type of people that I wanted to work with Mm -hmm. that hasn't changed. So get really clear on what drives you. What is your why? Who do you want to work with? It doesn't matter what industry you're working with. The people, people are in all industries. And so for me, that, that hasn't changed at all. It's just the type of work that I do. That's different.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to remember for people too. like your why can kind of evolve and change. Like, you know, like I started the business for different reasons and now I've stayed for different reasons because like you said, like I've fallen in love with other parts of the business that really are, I'm really passionate about and that really keep me going. And so, yeah, I even think for like new people, it's like, you're kind of going down this road that's going back and forth and like trying to test things and figure it out, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I always tell people going back to the core values component, like that's with everything. What are your values? And revisit those too. They, they might evolve over time as well with your business.
0: Yeah, for sure. Would you mind sharing um, what your brand's mission is and your three core values, your top core values? Uh,
1: so I actually have five core values. Okay. Um, they are freedom, helping others, self care, relationships, and growth. And this is it's something that I even share with my clients because as much as I love helping other people, I also know, I know I need to take care of myself, yeah. and I can't I can't bring all of myself to a relationship if I'm not doing that. I can't help other people if if I'm not taken care of. And the reason I do what I do is because I like the freedom of being my own boss. And I like being able to help people figure their stuff out so that they're really tight so that they can continue to do what they want in their businesses too.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And I think too, a lot of people forget... like. I think sometimes we, you know, think that we have to like take care of our family first and all this stuff and our clients first. And it's like, you learn very quickly as an entrepreneur that like, if you burn yourself out, like you're going to resent the work you're doing. And cause I remember getting burnt out in like the first two years of my business. And I was like, it's year two. Like, that's insane. I have a long life ahead of me, you know? And It was like starting to and it's still a struggle. Like I struggle with it on the daily of like setting boundaries and you know, really taking time for myself so that I can show up for my clients. And I think it's something we just often forget to do.
1: Oh yeah. And you said the B word boundaries is so (laughs) important. I've I've actually gotten to a point with my clients, whether whether it's for brand photography or consulting. After we sign our our contracts and everything, and I send them the welcome intro email, I actually have a list of like what to expect from me. And I do set expectations and tied like throughout it is boundaries. You know, like I expect you to show up, I will show up, I will respect your time, you respect my time, all of that. I don't answer emails or phone calls or text messages on the weekends anymore, unless it's a client that like we're booked for something on the weekend. Um, I I don't answer things after six, sometimes 7 p.m. depending on if it's urgent, but nope, don't do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I actually, I feel like I had always had some of those boundaries, but they were pretty lax over the years. And this year I like really started implementing that into my welcome packets. I mean, like, here's our office hours, like, please email us. Don't DM me on Instagram and then send me a Facebook message and then a Pinterest board. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, Oh my gosh, all of these things are coming from all over and I can't keep it straight. Yeah. Cause usually it was like, I would look at my DMS, you know, on the weekend. And then on Monday, I'm like, I don't remember what bride sent me that DM about that flower. She liked, you know, it was just like, (laughs) And and I think setting those boundaries, it's important to set those up front because then your clients really respect you and moving forward through that relationship, they're not like, oh, why didn't you answer my email at 7pm on Saturday night? And it's like, oh, I already knew she's out of the office. Like, It's yeah. just so much easier than to communicate back and forth and they respect you from the start of it.
1: 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about that life. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. also, like, th- I just want to throw this tip out there for entrepreneurs. You can work whatever hours you want. You don't have to, like, set office hours from nine to five. You don't even have to have office hours five days a week if you don't want to. Like, yeah. it's your business. The whole reason that we're in business is because we wanted the freedom and flexibility to do what we
0: wanted. Yeah, for sure. Because I think something too that is really helpful is I've started sending people like a Calendly link that they can Mm -hmm. schedule times with me, but I've limited even that schedule, you know? And like, even though Wednesday might not be available to them, it doesn't mean I'm not working. I might just be doing something else for my business, but at least it's like clearing up my schedule so that I don't have a random call at 2 p.m. and then 3.30 again, you know? And it's just like breaks up your day. So... That's such a good point to just like set your own hours, and you don't have to like follow a norm at all.
1: Yeah, I so Mondays in general, I typically don't take any meetings before eleven a.m. Ten, if I really like the person. <laughs> 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 like if I if I let you have a ten a.m. meeting on my calendar, yeah. that means we've got good vibes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but I typically don't schedule meetings outside of eleven to four or five. Yeah. And then on Fridays, my hours are 11 to three and I'm done. I
0: don't <laughs> yeah. I, that's so good though, because, and I often give people like the disclaimer, like if none of those times work for you, like, let me know. And then it's like, I'll be flexible maybe on like, if we need to do something on the weekend, cause like you don't have any free time, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's so good to, I've even thought about like, I have summer Fridays because I can do what I want and take, you know, the afternoons <laughs> off on Friday. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and that's not to say, you know, I, I live over in the beach cities and there's a beach near me that I can go currently where it's not crowded. So I can like yeah. have my own space without people breathing on me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go to the beach, but I take a notebook and I'll write blogs. You know, I'm yeah. working, I'm just working differently than like corporate. Society standards.
0: Yeah. Which is a bunch of BS anyway, right? Like <laughs> oh, so much BS. <laughs> we're making money and getting shit done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: If um, I can answer an email from my phone and make some money,
0: we're yeah. good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. It's so perfect. Hey friends. So real quick, I wanted to jump in here because if you're feeling a little lost and all over the place and managing your business, then I've got the answer for you. Honeybook is the number one platform that I use in my business, and I want to share this with you all so that you can find a way to manage your business easily, keep track of your clients, their projects, send contracts, get paid on time, and even set up automatic workflows. I use Honeybook to manage my business, and trust me, this is the key to keeping me sane, staying organized, getting paid on time, and even working while I sleep. I've been able to automate my business through HoneyBook, and it gives me back my time to work on the business instead of spending time working in the business and how it runs. Y'all, workflows and automation are amazing and the key to help growing your business. So if you need a project management system, go to honeybook.com and sign up today. But before you do, I have a code for y'all to sign up by getting 50% off your first year. Let me tell you, this will be money worth spent and you'll get your time back in your business. Now, to me, that sounds pretty amazing. So head to bit.ly backslash fa honeybook. That's bit.ly backslash fa honeybook to get started and get 50% off today. Okay, so that was the first offer, kind of going back. The first yeah. offer was remind me again, like what you titled it? Brand
1: therapy consulting. Okay. Brand therapy. consulting. Yeah. Brand
0: therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what is your second offering? Uh,
1: my second one is, uh, inclusivity consulting. The program I created is mindful awareness and inclusivity in your brand. I've been like, all over Instagram about it lately. Um, yeah. so with that one, we do a deep dive. Both of these programs come with their own workbooks. This one is obviously focused on making sure that your brand is truly inclusive. So we get really deep into identifying your own bias first, examining relationships in and around your business, and of course, revisiting your core values. And when it's all said and done, we work together to create an action plan with three to five commitments that are specific to your business that you can incorporate And of course, you know, we cover important things like definitions that you should know, scenarios to avoid. I give a list of recommended reading and watching. And the end result is completely tailored to your business so that what you're implementing isn't, it doesn't come across as performative because Mm -hmm. I've gotten to know who you are and find solutions that are actually, that feel natural to you versus like, okay, well, X brand did this and Y brand did that, you know, Z brand did this. I'm just going to like take a little bit of all of those things. But, but when you do that, it, it might not be true. You might not really be speaking from your core. So mm-hmm. we get down into it. And with that, it's it's an intense workbook. We do a two-hour intensive and you have access to me throughout. And then even after the fact, I don't just send you on your way. Right. I <laughs> I check in with you and we have a follow-up call also just to see how you're doing. And of course, after you start implementing things, other things might come up. So I make sure that you have access to me.
0: Yeah. And you know, kind of has that like accountability factor too of, you know, staying true to like doing what you talked about and kind of working through that workbook too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we even have our intensive, like the workbook is completed Mm -hmm. And I have, and I do the same thing for brand therapy with workbooks. They need to be sent back to me at least 48 hours before we get together again, so that I have time to review it because I don't want to waste your call time while you sit there and watch me go through a workbook. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's not efficient at all. So when we get together, I've already gone through and made notes and I have tentative ideas and solutions that we can talk about and dig into what can be done how you can you know approach things differently moving forward how you can approach conversations i think the biggest thing that i am seeing right now people are having a really hard time with families
0: yeah yeah i was going to say i feel like i mean you were doing this already in the start of the year and you know i'm sure like even before this year you were doing that work and i just think like right now it's definitely heightened right, right. of like mm-hmm. being an inclusive brand and just human being. And like, um, you know, especially with everything going on with like black lives matters, like being the heightened right now. And I know that you were definitely in a lot of conversations, um, and leading those conversations, which was so gracious of you. And I just think, I guess I'm wondering, like, what are you kind of seeing? I guess you said like families, what are you seeing come up for people and kind of being like the really hard spot for them in? really thinking of like, Oh, is my brand inclusive and like diverse? And how am I portraying this to my audience?
1: Uh, there's a few things. I think, I think the first thing that I'm seeing is people kind of like waking up to it and being like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) (laughs) what, what my brand is really white, you know? And, and also when I, when I talk about inclusion, it's not, just black and white. For me, right. I, you, you've got to also consider the LGBTQ community. You have mm-hmm. to consider people with disabilities, people who are immigrants, they all face dis- discrimination too. So I cover all of those things. It's definitely not just black and white for me. But I think seeing people waking up to it and realizing like, oh, you know, I didn't even think about this. You know, I'm just kind of going about my life. It doesn't make them a bad person. It's just, you're not aware because you, it's not something that you've had to think about.
0: Yeah, for sure. Of,
1: of, you know, that, that level of privilege. So -hmm. there's that component. And then people who are doing the work and they're like, no, we, we can do better. We need to do better. And then trying to have those conversations with older family members who have, you know, much more conservative views and they don't think that there's really a problem that that's challenging. So kind of guiding them and helping them find ways that they can approach those conversations.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they are never easy
0: see, with family, <laughs> they're
1: not easy. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm mixed and I was raised with basically all of the white side of my family. So I'm, okay. I've been like really in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, e- even with people that are close to me in my family where I'm like, you do realize that half of the things that people have said around me or half of the people that you've brought around, like they're not, they're not okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been, that's been interesting, but also, um, Oh, train thought come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll come back to me. But That's
0: okay. yeah. I think, you know, for me too, like I I think something that I kind of realized after, you know, doing your workshop back in June was just I've always I was like I've always been open to like, you know, anyone in love like the LGBTQ community and like working with people from all different types of backgrounds, but I was like, I've never actually like written this down and like made it known because like, I think like you said, you can be like, yeah, I'm totally have like, you know, no bias against these people. Like I've taken on so many different clients, but like really I guess, being aware of like the content you're sharing and not continuously going back to like certain weddings. And maybe that was because, you know, you really love the designs or whatever, but it's like being really aware of like, am I being inclusive and like really utilizing all of the couples that I've worked with and showcasing that I am diverse, you know? And I think just having that awareness, I was like, Oh, so my, the girl that works for me and does all my blogging, I was like, I think, you know, it's just so good to have at the top of our mind every time we're like talking and we're blogging and incorporating different photos to make sure that we're consciously aware that like we are being inclusive to everybody that we've worked with. And, and I think that was just that was even hard for us to realize, like, oh, man, like, you know, we're like, we're not bad people. But it was just like, oh, we have to just be aware of how we're presenting our content.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. I, I remembered what I was going to say is okay. people <laughs> have, having trouble um, with knowing when to speak up. And, mm. and feeling like they can't speak up. But to your point, one of the questions that I've been asking when things like that come up where people are like, oh, we have all this work. Why haven't we been sharing it? And that's the biggest question is why aren't, why isn't that work being shared? And the common answer that I hear is because of the aesthetic. But what does that mean? Mm. Like, what, what does it really mean when you yeah. say that uh, a couple or a wedding doesn't fit with your aesthetic? If the design was similar, but the couple looks different, what are you really saying?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I think like one of the things we talked, you kind of mentioned too, was like people feeling like they're being performative. And I know another word that was kind of coming up a lot and like a lot of webinars was just like tokenism and people feeling like, you know, oh, we do have that work and they're like starting to showcase it more or you know, maybe they have been showcasing it. Like I feel like that was something even I kind of wrestled with of like, I was showcasing all of my diverse clients, but it felt weird to like continue posting in this time because we're, we're all afraid of like now being performative just to like mm-hmm. show up like that. So I guess what would your advice be for people in, in kind of that world of like not feeling like they're doing performative actions?
1: Yeah. Well, if you were already show if you were already showing that work and sharing those stories before, then it's not performative because mm-hmm. people would easily be able to go back through your previous blog posts or your previous social media posts and see right. that you had done that before. If you feel that you're you're if you have that fear uh, around being performative or being perceived as being performative then it's probably because you weren't showing that work. Mm-hmm. And and then that's, that's work that you've got to do within yourself to figure out like, okay, why wasn't I showing that work? And, and ask those questions.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think like you said, like it comes down to just like core work, right? Of like, what are we kind of like glossing over that we think is not there, but it might actually be like we said, the biases that we have and just... I think sometimes as like owners and entrepreneurs, we get really stuck in like, not, again, kind of like what you were saying of like, I don't want to be a bad person. I'm not a bad person, but like still being able to like be truthful with yourself about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when, when I say bias, it, it doesn't even necessarily mean a negative bias. You know, mm-hmm. it, something as simple as not being aware is, is a bias in and of itself because you've grown up in this bubble. And you, you live in this bubble. So that in in itself, you've got bias just based on what you've seen.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what would be some like tips or ideas that you could share with other entrepreneurs to kind of help move their brand forward and being more inclusive and diverse? So a few things. I mean, I, th-
1: I think we all know by now that just showing photos of diverse <laughs> groups of people is not enough. And that right. does lead to tokenism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be really careful about that. So uh a, a couple of things as far as inclusion, I would say, like start looking at the language that you use in your messaging. If it was being read by a straight cisgender white person, would uh, or, I'm sorry if it wasn't being read by a straight cisgender white person, like would they feel comfortable reaching out to you? Mm-hmm. like is that inviting in itself? And with tokenism, you've got to find a way to make sure that you're communicating that you are actually welcoming to all people. you can, start by showing support for minority communities and businesses, whether it's sharing their posts, sharing their offers, even you know inviting them on your podcast, things yeah. like that, uh, giving them a platform and showing support in that way. And then if you do decide to do a model call or a styled shoot. I, I'm not a huge fan of styled shoots because I just like to use real people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't like things that look overly fabricated, but when you're working with people in, in those elements, pay them. Don't just ask mm-hmm. people to do things for free be, so that it can benefit your brand because mm-hmm. then you're just, you're basically telling them you don't actually care about supporting community you just want to make sure you look good so be careful about that and then with representation so for example if you want to have more lgbtq plus representation or working with model you know people with disabilities because you truly do want people to feel welcome Mm -hmm. don't don't use people who aren't from communities that you're trying to represent as models Mm -hmm. in your shoots it's it's so it's very poor taste
0: yeah a (laughs) hundred percent for sure I think that that's super helpful so and kind of going back to like the mission and the core values would you suggest that is something that people put on their websites and that they that they share should it be like on the front page should it I guess how would you tell people to kind of like weave that in to make it really known or if it is just like putting on there like this is my mission these are my core values or are there other ways to like weave that into your your mission and your I guess like your brand messaging I should say
1: yeah I mean when you go to my website it's front and center what I do and who I do it for Mm -hmm. and when they work with me like that they're helping to support uh, different communities that I donate to and then on my about page my my mission is there I see nothing wrong with incorporating your mission and your values on your website. You should. Because mm-hmm. when people go to your website, like your core values and your mission and the way that you speak to your audience, that is how people are going to connect to you. And it should be polarizing. So we'll take Black Lives Matter and that movement, for example. If you, if you believe that all love matters and you know Black Lives Matter, I think it's okay to share that. Because the people who don't believe those things aren't going to want to work with you. And if you're being true to your core values, you shouldn't want to work with them either. Don't ever chase money over people.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think, yeah, because when you do start to chase the money over people, then you start to like resent that work and like working with people that don't have those similar values as you. And I think it can really pull you, like you said, from the reason you're doing what you're doing and that why. And I mean, I feel like I learned a long time ago that like, you know, when you're first starting your business, you're taking on anybody that you can get and you start to learn like who your ideal client is and who you want to work with. And I remember um, when I first started working with another wedding planner, she just, there were a couple like not so kind people to put it nicely. And they were like really horrible, like wedding experiences. And I just think that that was such a vivid reminder for me moving forward in my business that I would not ever choose to work with a client like that, even if they were paying my highest package, because it was really just like an awful experience from beginning to end and like being treated poorly, like nothing, no one can pay me enough to like, you know, to be treated poorly in like for a year long situation. And so I think that's so important to just like really stay true to who you are because that's going to start attracting those ideal clients for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I even will tell people as far as sharing your core values, it doesn't even have to just be shared on your website. I have, I, I have a challenge. So, like, when people download my core values freebie, they get dropped into an email drip, and it's, they'll get two or three more emails from me that basically mm-hmm. tells them how they can share their values on social media that basically creates like three or four days of content. Oh, so, nice. yeah, it's just like, I'm like, here you go. You don't even have <laughs> to think about your content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can absolutely share your values on social media. And like I was saying earlier, tell people not only why they're important to you, but how they benefit them. And talk about each one. Talk about why it matters to you and how you use it to really like elevate their experience.
0: hmm Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm going to sign up for that so I can <laughs> talk about my core values on social media. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes too for people. <laughs> so what would you say is something for you throughout your entrepreneurial journey? Um, would you share with other new entrepreneurs or people that are maybe even a couple of years in their business that young Crystal wish she would have known <laughs> and that you have just found to like really help you and move your business forward and to grow?
1: Um, I I feel like we all probably hear some version of this, but get over the fear of spending money on your business. Mm. Um, please get over it. Um, don't spend time trying to piece together a bajillion pieces of free information to build your business. Get a coach. Get a consultant. Like pay for education. Get an accountant. Find like hire people to do things that you're not good at doing or that take too much of your valuable time that could be spent elsewhere. Obviously all those little things cost money, but you get so you get back so much time that you can redirect to putting your energy in places that you're really good at you, so that you can make more money. Um, that, that's one of my biggest lessons. is like hiring people to help you do <laughs> little BS things that you're just, yeah. like, this takes so much time. And so I'll give you an example I have someone who does graphics for me now for, you know, Pinterest marketing and stuff like that. And the cost of that person doing the graphics for me is a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of time that it would take me to do it myself. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> and I can be doing the strategy stuff and working on uh. client stuff. And it's just, it's a much better use of my time than sitting in front of my computer for
0: six hours doing graphics. Without, you know. <laughs> 100%. I yeah, I feel like I I've definitely outsourced a lot more in the last couple of years, which is amazing, and it, it it does feel really good to be like, oh, it's not on my plate anymore. And once like someone who is a professional is doing that, and then they deliver like you know, so like I hired a bookkeeper and she like delivers my books every month on time, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, like, this is beautiful. And I, this took me hours to like reconcile and like find that mistake. And <laughs> I think one night I had spent, cause I was in between bookkeepers recently and I had spent like three to four hours trying to find this mistake. Cause I had to like turn it in for something and to get approval. And she, I hired her probably like a month later and was like, Hey, can you try and figure this out for me? And like, a day later, she came back and she was like, oh, yeah, X, Y, and Z was wrong. It's totally fine now. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's yeah, the other thing you get back time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I hate dealing with like the numbers and the math. I'm like accountant all day. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: And I just think it's like so, like you were saying, like you can spend that time doing the things that you're good at and the strategy and like for us, especially when we offer like a service instead of like a physical product, like our time is money. So like you losing that six hours to spend making graphics, you know, you might've missed out on like connecting with a client or, you know, something else because you were not. And I guess like I've talked recently with someone about like your genius zone, right? Like you're mm-hmm. not spending your time like where you perform the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Crystal, thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to leave people with about your offerings? I'll definitely share those in the show notes with people too. So that if you do want to work on your brand with brand therapy or inclusivity, um, Crystal is your person. So we'll share those offerings. But yeah, is there any like little nuggets you would love to leave with entrepreneurs?
1: I think the last thing that I would say uh, is... Don't try to meet others, other people's expectations if they don't align with your own values. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I said it earlier, I'll preach values all day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just be, be mindful of the work that you're doing and don't try to kill yourself to please other people if their values aren't even in alignment with what you believe.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's so good. Perfect. So, um, thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like it's so helpful. And you know, during this time of 2020, we all have a little bit more time on our hands. And like, I think it's so valuable right now to really like take a step back and like figure out, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. You know, I think we've all realized like the importance of life and like where how we spend our days and like the work that we're doing and how it's meaningful. So, I feel like this is really helpful for people just to take a step back and, you know, really figure out like why they're doing it and their mission and their and their values. So, thank you for sharing yes. that. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, I always end it's called the local table. So, I like to ask people, what is a favorite local spot? Remind us where you live and then tell us like a favorite local place, even if it's not currently open right now. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so I live I live in Hawthorne and um We're neighbors, we're so close. Where are you? I'm in Playa, like right by oh, LAS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I used to live in Playa. Um oh the beach in Playa is where I go because oh, yeah. that no one's there. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so great.
1: <laughs> um, but for food, so I honestly don't order out that much. You're so good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I don't order out a ton, but there is a really good Jamaican place near me. I'm actually looking on my phone to remember (laughs) what it's called because I can never remember the name, but oh my gosh, their food is so good. They have these delicious, like Jamaican veggie patties. It makes my heart happy. Oh my gosh, can we just put it in the show
0: notes? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not, no <laughs> so worries. Waiting. There's a Jamaican place close by. So we'll enter the show notes. I can't remember the name of it. That's totally fine. Awesome. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for being on and just sharing your expertise with us. And yeah, I hope the listeners enjoyed everything you had to share.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to share with you all about my brand new business templates for fellow creative entrepreneurs. As a wedding planner and photographer, I have a lot of touch points with my clients that I felt needed to feel professional and on brand, but I struggled to find an easy way to create graphics. I knew what I liked, but I'm definitely not a graphic designer. I wanted it to look and feel like me without having to spend hours designing and obsessing over colors that's when I thought that a template that I could easily update and make my own would really change my business. So I got to work. I worked with a designer friend of mine to create a welcome packet template and a mood board template that you can use for your clients to serve them in the best way possible. I'm really proud of what I've created and hope that it makes running your business a little more simpler and prettier. I'm so excited to share these with you because you can finally level up your business, create pretty documents for your clients and get your time back. No graphic designer needed, no fancy software to download. All you need is a free Canva account, know how to drag and drop photos and text, and you're set to go. Deliver your product or your service to your clients in the best way possible with these fully customizable and easy to use templates. Your clients are going to be impressed trust me just head to events.com backslash shop to check them out and get your hands on these today And that's today's episode of the local table. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm truly grateful that you're tuning in. About a year ago this was just a dream of mine and now it's so exciting to be here interviewing other people, sharing their stories and just delivering really great content. I hope you walk away feeling inspired or maybe you gained a new perspective or you learned a thing or two. It would honestly mean the world to me if you would be so kind and leave us a positive review if you enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and we'll see you next time on The Local Table.